Hey guys, it's Jesse with the Strong Light Bull Podcast. In today's episode, how to break bad habits and thoughts, we'll be doing exactly that. This will be based a little bit on my experience, or I should say mostly on my experience, but also on some interesting insights that I got from Tony Robbins' experience. So I hope you guys enjoy. So how do we deal with bad thoughts and bad habits? Really anything that we want to get out of our life, how do we get it so that we stop experiencing it? How do we get those bad thoughts out of our head, those negative inner voices? How do we get those bad habits such as smoking, such as eating too much, eating too late at night, going to bed too late, all these different things. How do we deal with that? How do we overcome that? And I want to talk a lot about my experience and I just want to make it very clear that I still struggle with this. However, one of the biggest obstacles that I have overcame using kind of my technique that I just kind of stumbled upon, uh, the, the biggest impact it has had with me is a negative thoughts. So that's whether you think, you know, you aren't good enough, thinking you're not capable of it, uh, you know, thinking, you know, worst, worst case scenario, something, it's going to happen to you. But not only that, just bad, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but just kind of bad, like, spouts of imagination. Uh, what I mean is, when I'm driving with my dog Cactus and he's looking out, you know, the window, sometimes when I'm going around a corner, I can just imagine him rolling out the window, me driving off, not even knowing he rolled out, and just thinking of how sad Cactus is running after my truck. Like, that is, is, is completely asinine. But that's something that I've, I've struggled with. Just different things like that. So how do we overcome it? So here's what I do when I have a bad thought, bad piece of imagination, negative voice. And I don't really get those anymore because of this technique. With my inner voice, this is what I literally say. I say, shut up brain. That, that literally that that's what I do. I say, I say, shut up brain. And if I need to, I'll then go a little bit further. I'll say, shut up brain. Stop giving me these stupid, unrealistic images or voices in my head. They, they have no merit. They have no meaning. They have no reason to even be, be saying that in there. Shut up, Rain. I, I, I kid you not. I have done that probably a dozen times. And every single time I do it, the time between me having to do it increases more and more and more. Basically, what I'm saying is, is my brain is wiring itself to not produce those thoughts because... I'm consciously telling my brain, I don't want that. Like, I don't want a negative inner voice. I don't want, you know, bad images or, or situations in my head. I don't want bad thoughts in my head. So by telling my brain to shut up, I'm essentially wiring my brain to stop doing it. I'm teaching it. I don't want that. Like, as, as, the, as the person controlling my, my body and being here, you know, in, in my, you know, body, in my spirit, whatever, whatever we're going to call it, I don't want that. So I just tell my brain, shut up. And so this, like I said, has worked for me very well. Now, when it comes to bad habits, um, it, it does work. Now, I don't, I don't really have bad habits. I, I, I mean, that's, that came out wrong. I have bad habits, but I don't get hooked on bad habits. Like I will, I get bored with things very easy and a bad habit I also get bored with as well. So for instance, there'll be spurts of where I'll play, you know, too much video games day after day after day. And then I'm just like, ah, all right, I'm bored with that. And that, that bad habit kind of stops. But what I've been trying to do 
is I've been uh, trying to stop that from happening altogether and just, you know, moderation is key in life. So what I do now is I acknowledge that a habit is only bad if you do it in excess, right? So smoking, you could even argue with smoking, right? If you smoke a cigarette or two a week, your, your lungs aren't going to take a beating compared to smoking numerous cigarettes per day, right? Now, I'm not, I'm not the Surgeon General, I'm not a doctor, so don't quote me on that. But point being is if you can tell your brain that, hey, I don't really need a cigarette right now. I don't need to play video games. Like I might have the urge or desire to, but having the urge or desire to do something doesn't mean I need to do it, right? I'm acknowledging that, hey, yeah, my brain wants that. My brain wants that cigarette. My brain wants that play that video game. My brain wants that extra food. But really, I know better than that. You know, maybe it's my instincts that want that because, you know, we always want to keep kind of feeding ourselves calories or, or content. But I, I know better than doing that. So, so it's another way where you can say, tell your brain, hey, shut up, brain. I don't need that cigarette. Shut up, brain. I don't need to play video games. And what Tony Robbins actually does, I find this very interesting. And I can actually see it working quite well. Is he says, every time you have a bad experience or a bad habit or, you know, bad thought, what you want to do is you want to associate it with pain. And it, it sounds kind of weird, but you want to associate it with pain because your body wants to stay away from pain, right? Your body wants to be in a pleasurable experience as much as possible. So if you are able to, not if you're able to, what, what Tony Robbins says you need to do is you need to link smoking cigarettes to something painful. So maybe that's the thought of, or the image of, you know, black lungs from somebody that's smoked, you know, all their life or or the chance of getting lung cancer or some type of cancer if you smoke. You need to make the habit have more pain than there is pleasure. So if I know that I feel like absolute shit, excuse my language, if I feel like absolute crap, if I play too many video games, I need to basically make that painful. If I play too many video games, I feel really bad about myself. I waste time. I don't want to do that. I always regret it. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm telling my brain to stop desiring that, that urge to play video games, smoke a cigarette. And I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes, by the way. I do play video games. So I don't smoke cigarettes. And actually, that's a lie. I do in moderation. Occasionally, I will have one. But it's usually very, very rare I'll have more than one a month. Anyway, back on track. And, and actually, no, that's important because when I was in high school, a senior in high school, I started dipping and I did not get addicted to it because the pain, it wasn't literal physical pain, but the pain in the butt of having to remove dip from my lip and having to brush my teeth afterwards and wash out all the tobacco, the, the pain, the disgustingness of having to spit this disgusting brown spit water into a, a can or on the ground, that all outweighed any pleasure of the five minute buzz that I would get that I was chasing, right? So I was able to basically wire my brain or my, my brain wired or already knew this, that there's more pain in dipping, there's more pain in smoking cigarettes regularly, there's more pain in smoking cigars regularly than there is pleasure. And so I never got addicted to tobacco, knock on wood, and I, would like to, you know, attribute that to Tony Robbins' pain and pleasure theory, 
but I didn't know about it at the time. But now as I learn about Tony Robbins, you know, pain and pleasure, uh, you know, theory, it makes sense to me now looking back at it. I actually just had that um, awakening as, as I was talking. So with the pain and pleasure, it's not, it's not even really, I guess, a theory. I, I'm not sure what Tony Robbins would want me to call it, but his, but his pain and pleasure um, uh, way of dealing with things, again, is linking pain to things that you don't want to do anymore or, or experience anymore. So that your brain, your your brain will instinctively want to stay away from it, right? And the things that you should be doing, you want to link pleasure to it. So let's say you want to go to the gym more frequently, but you're having a hard time getting into the habit of it. It's probably because you experience more pain of having to get ready to go to the gym, the the pain and uncomfortableness of really not knowing what you're doing if you're just starting out, or maybe you're not comfortable with the way you look or feel in a gym. You have to overcome those roadblocks, those, you know, pain points and link them with pleasure somehow. So how could you do this? Well, if you worked out a few times, you will know that you feel a lot better after a workout than you do before it. Nobody ever works out and regrets working out. What I mean is... Nobody ever finishes a workout and says, wow, I feel like absolute crap and I regret going to the gym. I mean, maybe that happens like if you have the flu or you're developing like, you know, a cold or something. And, you know, so your body just isn't physically really supposed to be exercising. But for the most part, if you're able to then take that pleasure of completing a workout and link that with going to the gym, then it will get easier and easier for you to go to the gym until it becomes, you know, a regular habit. And then you need to make sure that you continue to link it with pleasure and not pain. Because what can happen is over time, you can start to kind of forget about the whole pleasure idea, you know, link, and begin to paint, uh, you know, link it with pain. So this is called, and this is, a, this is a Tony Robbins term again. He inspired me. I started listening to his audio book or his book, depending what format you have it in, uh, Awakening the Giant Within. He then talks about a false neuro um, association. So what that could be is, let's say you hate your job, you get stuck in traffic every day on your way home, you're in a bad mood, and when you get home, the first thing you see is your wife. And you start associating your wife with that negative feeling, even though it's not her fault, right? That is false neuro association. The same thing can happen with drugs, right? You do drugs and you feel good, so you associate the good feeling with drugs, and because of your pain to pleasure, you know, ratio in that situation, you want to keep doing the drugs because you haven't associated really any pain, or you associate more pleasure than you do pain with those drugs. But you can do it with anything, right? So what could happen is you could be going to the gym, you could be enjoying it, um, but all of a sudden you start getting stuck in traffic, or they're doing construction nearby, or there's somebody at the gym you don't like, you start to falsely associate the gym with the feeling of pain. But really that's incorrect because it's not the gym that's causing pain, it's the traffic. It could be the construction nearby that's noisy and, and hard to get around. It could be the creepy old person or the annoying young enthusiastic person at the gym that is just, is just not 
jiving with you, right? So you start falsely associating pain with the gym. And again, this is just an example. It could be anything, all right? So the main takeaway that I want you guys to get from this podcast, this episode, is that for me, my experience with overcoming negative thoughts, negative you know, imagination, negative images in my head, um, you know, negative experiences, what I personally do is I tell my brain to shut up. Like literally, I will have an inner dialogue with my brain. It'll almost be like two voices and this probably sounds a little bit psychotic. I don't know how your brain works. I, I did just read something where everyone's brain actually obviously works differently, but not everyone has an inner voice. Some people see it in images. Some people see it in, uh, I don't know, colors, or video, words, thoughts, Who you know, it's different. But with me, I tell my bad thought to shut up, go away, you know, you're stupid. Not, not like yourself, you're stupid, but the thought is stupid, right? It's unrealistic, get out of here. That works for me. You can do the same thing with a bad habit. If you're thinking, oh yeah, I, I want to uh, go smoke, smoke, I feel the urge to smoke a cigarette. You say, no, no, I, I, I feel the urge, but it's a stupid urge. I'm not giving in, right? I don't want to smoke a cigarette. I don't. And of course you have to want to quit before you can actually quit. So this won't work for you otherwise. But again, apply this to anything, all right? Tell your brain to shut up when there's that voice in there, that thought in there that does not empower you. And then encourage your brain when it does have a good thought, right? You can say, oh, wow, that's a, that's a great idea. And again, this sounds crazy, but don't be talking to yourself out loud. These are your inner, this is your inner dialogue, all right? And it's, it's not crazy by any means. Um, in fact, it's making you happier. So why would you even argue that it's crazy if it's helping you become a better person? And then the next point that I want you to remember is the whole pain to pleasure association, but also the false neuro association. And again, that is in order for you to do something or not do something, there has to be more pleasure than there is pain. So if you want to start going to the gym, but there's too much pain in the way, such as traffic, uh, you know, construction, annoying people at the gym, how you feel about yourself in the gym, not sure what you're doing, that's more pain in the way than there is pleasure. So you're not going to actually go to the gym. So you need to associate pleasure with the gym so that it outweighs the pain, all right? And then false neuro association is when you are starting to, when something that you enjoy doing that gives you pleasure starts to become something painful. It's when there's other factors that are mixed in there that start associating the thing you enjoy and turning into something that you don't enjoy. And the example was you're stuck in traffic on your way home from a job you don't like. And the first thing you see when you're in a bad mood, when you walk in is your wife or your, your significant other, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your lizard, your dog, whatever. And you actually know, I shouldn't say dog, because if you're mad at a dog, when you get home, when it greets you, you're an animal, you're not even an animal, you're, you're a turd and just, just stop it. Don't be a turd. Be nice to your dog and your spouse. And yeah, anyways, so, <laughs> so false neuro association is when you are stuck in something like traffic or something that puts you in a bad mood and then you see something that typically causes pleasure, but because you're in a bad mood, you start associating that thing that causes pleasure as something that causes pain. 
So if I'm driving home from work, I get stuck in traffic, I get upset, I walk home and I see my wife and I'm still upset, I start associating her with being upset. That is false neuroassociation. That's not what you want. Not what you want. All right, guys, that is a wrap on today's episode, How to Handle Bad Thoughts and Habits with the Strong Like Bull podcast. This is Jesse Gazaki. Again, quick reminder, because there was three things we covered. I want to make sure you get them because they've helped me tremendously. And then hearing Tony Robbins talk about him in his book was like, whoa, I got to share this. So I, I rushed home from work and I made this podcast. Again, first thing is tell that bad inner voice to shut up. Get out of my head. I don't want you. I don't need you bad inner voice. Brain, stop giving me those bad thoughts, those bad voices, all right? Second thing, in order for you to start doing something, you need to associate more pleasure with it than there is pain. And if you wanna stop doing something such as a bad habit, you need to start associating more pain with it than there is pleasure. So maybe that's the way you feel after doing something. Maybe that's uh, the consequences of doing something. You need to associate more pain than there is pleasure to stop a bad habit. Lastly, don't end up associating something that causes pain with an experience that actually causes pleasure. Sounds a little confusing, so if that does confuse you, please go back and listen to the podcast. Again, you don't want to associate pain with something that actually causes pleasure. That would be a false neuro association. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and have a great day.